Yes, You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. And we are back to talk about Men in Black International. Oh, yeah. Not a Will Smith in sight. Except for on a large decorative painting in the London offices. But (laughs) otherwise, nowhere to be seen. He's suffering under blue body paint at the moment (laughs) in the Aladdin franchise. Yeah. Can't be bothered. But I'm excited to talk about this. I feel like it's been a while since we've done a full movie review, movie episode. Yes. It's been like over a month. I don't even know what the last movie we did was. Detective Pikachu, I think. Oh, so cute. That was so cute. I still think about that little guy. But (sighs) before we get into Men in Black, should we break down a new movie trailer? Yes. Today, I was just sitting at my desk. Or no, I wasn't sitting at my desk. I was out walking about and I got a text from Shelby. (laughs) And it was the movie trailer for this movie that I had never heard of called Ready or Not. And it was like Shelby knew the deepest, (laughs) darkest part of me and knew that this trailer would resonate with me because it's basically a rich family, Yeah. yeah, old money, fancy family who have this girl who's being married into the family and they play a game of hide and seek with her in the house where basically they're just all trying to murder her with old timey weapons like a crossbow and I was like horror comedy (laughs) old rich people what else could I ask for I know and it's like a Margot Robbie lookalike so it's really just right up your alley but I was I think I don't think anyone really knew about it like this is the first trailer it was just released and everyone's really excited about it it's a good trailer i think it overshares some of the kills and like jokes and gags and stuff so it'll be interesting to see what's actually in the movie because either they showed a lot or there's a lot more to come but it was a very surprising trailer and it and it is kind of a funny gory horror which is something new and fresh i guess i i'm not really in the horror scene so maybe there's better comps but it felt basically like get out for white people so yes (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i love a good horror movie and i also love Mm -hmm. a good like campy this has like a scream feel to it i think only old mansion instead (laughs) of you know like young people at a house party right but i am on board well you're welcome i'm glad you enjoyed it Yes, thank you so much for enlightening me. (laughs) When does it come out? I don't remember. Like August, maybe? Not for a couple months, I don't think. Okay, but it's not like a year in advance and... No, no. I hate it when they do that with trailers. It's like, like, I remember that Nutcracker in the Four Realms trailer was like (laughs) airing the March before it came out. Yeah, I was like, nobody wants to see this now. Nobody's going to want to see this in a year. But like, keep pumping this trailer out by all means. Yeah, it probably worked on some people, I guess. Or like, how... How long has that Spider-Man Homecoming trailer's been out? I feel like that's been been forever, too. Oh, yeah. I get burnt out of these trailers a lot. So it was good. It was good to see a new one because the only other one that I'd like seen was a new promo for Lion King. And we all know I can't talk about that without getting enraged. So I was glad to see a new soon to be out trailer and it's not necessarily up my alley but i'm more likely to see that than any other horror movie in 
<laughs> the current rotation. So maybe I'll check it out. It, well, you'll have to see it chapter mm. two. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure ah. out if I can send someone in my place. So any volunteers, send us an email. Yeah. <laughs> You can be on the podcast with Matt. We'll do a giveaway. <laughs> yeah. Shelby, nobody has signed up yet. What is yeah. this? <laughs> um, to kind of jump off of that, though, of this trailer, I think that part of the reason why this looks so good is because it's a completely new concept. It's yeah. not something that we've seen before. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the big story revolving around Men in Black International is... The oh franchise fatigue because oh, this movie came out this weekend and bombed. Mm-hmm. It did horribly both in the box office and in reviews. Mm-hmm. It has a 23% on Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes, which is disastrous. <laughs> it only made $28 million in the U.S. against a $300 million budget. So yeah. we are not looking good. <laughs> and people are blaming this. Also, the Shaft movie, the third Shaft movie came out this weekend, didn't do well. Um, oh, this is wow. Coming what a shocker. A week after <laughs> the last X-Men movie came out and also yeah. tanked. So it's in the ether. Yeah. Yeah, and it is I was so relieved to see franchise fatigue like being thrown around because I'm really hoping that motivates people to stop franchises and really go back to original content and news stories and standalones because I could really use some fresh ideas and characters and stories. So fingers crossed this is a turning point for our culture, but I kind of doubt it because everyone's just excited for Toy Story 4 for some reason. Well, it's been getting good reviews so far. I know, so, I, I mean, I know. So, we'll see. But what did you think of Men in Black? You were excited about it. Yeah. So, I was very surprised by all of this that has happened because going <laughs> in, when I heard that they were making a Men in Black, a new one, I was excited. There yeah. have been three Men in Black so far, they were spread out over a fairly you know, long time period. The mm-hmm. third one did better than the first two. So you're mm-hmm. thinking, okay, we're on a high point going into this. Mm-hmm. It's starring two very popular, very charismatic actors who were co-stars in Thor Ragnarok, which was a very successful movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The trailer for Men in Black International, I thought was very fun. It had that, it used those like old retro Fergie songs in the trailer, <laughs> oh, which yeah. people were buzzing about. Yeah. So when it came out that this movie didn't do well and that everyone was like, ugh, franchise fatigue, I was like, I can think of a lot of movies that I would be complaining about franchise fatigue <laughs> with, namely all of the animated Disney movies, like yeah. Fast and the Furious, like these things that have <laughs> no, been... No, no, Do not speak ill. <laughs> But Men in Black hasn't been out for a decade and the last one did really well. So I don't understand why people were so hesitant to go see this. Were you not Mm. as excited about this? Oh, well, I'm just not like a huge Men in Black like fan. Like, it's not like I hated them. I just didn't really care about them. And like, I never saw the third one. And so it wasn't like I was like, oh, I don't want to see this. But I didn't like necessarily care about the universe it existed in. But I feel like more people were like, disappointed to see the bad reviews and thus didn't want to go but you're saying you think it kind of was the reverse and people 
just didn't want to go because it was a franchise? Well, it felt to me, this movie in its, the response that it's gotten and the movie itself, to me felt a lot like Solo last year, (laughs) where it's like the movie itself, I don't think had... Like, yeah, ish, like I liked yeah. the movie. It wasn't necessarily my favorite movie ever, okay. but it wasn't uh-huh. like I've seen a lot of things that were worse movies than yeah, this. Yeah, I don't yeah, think it sure. deserved a 23 <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, it was it's better than Captain State. Up, it's interesting you brought up Solo because um, no one really liked that movie, but I think you're hiding behind what you wish the main complaint was with that one. And um, you're really blind to the the plot holes and the issues in the story for Solo. So it's uh, maybe a fair comparison for Men in Black because Men in Black International for me, like Solo, struggled to be a story that needed telling. You know what I mean? So sure, you maybe enjoyed them, but that doesn't mean they're good stories it doesn't mean they're interesting or well done this one this one just felt a little boring and i think that's the main criticism it was just sort of like why like it didn't it didn't give anything new or interesting or have a reason for existing it wasn't like cool or clever or fun or different it was just kind of dull but did you enjoy it did you like the movie itself yeah i mean i wouldn't it's not (laughs) the type of movie that i'm like you guys this is amazing like everybody should go see it right home tell your family but i thought it was a fun movie i liked tessa thompson and chris hemsworth i liked their camaraderie uh camille nanjiani plays this weird little alien guy who i thought was sort of funny the plot of the movie was fairly simple for an action movie but i thought like there was interesting things going on like if you said oh this got a 50 on rotten tomatoes i would be like yes that like that makes sense to me that's tracking that you know is fine but the fact that it got a 23 percent, it's like that there wasn't things about this movie that were actively bad i didn't think it was just fine were there things that you were like this is terrible (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, like, yes, it's short answer. I would say a 50 would be way too generous. Maybe like a 35 is as high as I would go on this. Really? (laughs) I think the issue I had with it was, like I said, it was kind of dull. But also the story, like literally, literally from the trailers, I knew who the villain was. Literally from the first, like, you know, the opening scene setting the stage for um, Chris Hemsworth character. I knew what kind of happened from that. And then none of the story points seemed interesting. And there were huge gaps in logic and like reason. Like what were those Beyonce dancers? Like they weren't actually what you thought they were the whole movie, but they never really explained what they ended up being. And the hive, the villain, it like wasn't interesting. It wasn't like you got mad about captive state. You didn't have a motivation for these aliens (laughs) that were being bad aliens, but here you're okay with the lack of like motive for this hive coming through this one portal to Paris to do what exactly? Like there's nothing like interesting or 
or not that it has to be like complex and like make me wonder at like humanity, but there was just like, it was just such lazy storytelling to me that I felt like the reviews were totally justified. So I guess just to go over the (laughs) general plot of this movie, Tessa Thompson is someone who sees men in black as a child, but her mind isn't wiped because the men in black think that she's sleeping. And Mm -hmm. so she spends her whole Uh, you know, adolescence growing up, trying to find the men in black. She eventually tracks them because she's like this super genius and convinces them to recruit her. Then Mm -hmm. she goes to London where Chris Hemsworth and Liam Neeson are. And Mm -hmm. her and Chris Hemsworth are sort of assigned to be a bodyguard to this alien who has Mm -hmm. this like secret weapon. Right. Right. The alien dies and leaves the weapon to agent M Tessa Thompson's character. Yes. And Chris Hemsworth is agent H. And then they sort of are, there might be a mole. They're running around trying to protect this weapon, (laughs) various hijinks. And then in the end, they use the weapon to destroy this giant alien creature that is attacking earth. Yeah. Which is like a perfectly <laughs> normal, like simple okay, plot well, for let's, a movie. Let's break it down then. Let's break okay. it down. So this okay. alien at the beginning who has the weapon. Yes. He's like, hey, man, I want to trust you. I need your help. I need your help. Someone's after me. I need your help. I need to be able to trust you. He's like, I don't feel like you're a good person anymore. So he gives it to Tessa. Well, okay. Fast forward to the end. Like, why, why was, why were the Beyonce dancers? coming after this alien and if the alien is a goodish guy who was like trying to give the weapon to a goodish person but then it turns out that the Beyonce dancers had the same intention as the goodish person what was that whole storyline about huh riddle me that Matt you know the the alien Beyonce dancers <laughs> who come down, come down from whatever the planet is that they're from yeah and straight up melt someone yeah, well, that's because they're not they're not in control of all of their powers. Oh, okay. they okay, okay, are yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to get the weapon <laughs> to use uh-huh. the weapon to destroy the hive, which yeah, is the big good, bad guy at the end. Goal. Yes, but that's the promise the is that they're of... not good at communicating because they're aliens and we don't speak their language. <laughs> they're busy. All they can do is break dance on the dance floor. That's a common yeah. alien thing that we can't communicate yeah. with them, but they're good at dancing. <laughs> So I don't okay. understand. Okay. 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 Next Problem question, solved. Then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I get it now. That makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the other issue you have is they get this weapon, but there's a mole. There's a mole in, in the, um, in the men in black. So I guess this is hard to talk about without spoilers, but I guess my question We're is, we're just doing why... spoilers at this point. <laughs> Yeah. So why, why did, like, who sent the men in black to Morocco to corner them? What is it Agent C or was it High T or whatever? Liam Neeson's character. Yeah. Liam Neeson's character's name is High T. Yeah. It's a a pun. That's the other question I have. How do you get the different label than agent? You know, like what... Like, is that a thing that's been said in previous generations? I, I don't know. A... He's just in charge. And it's funny. <laughs> and, you know, while we're on the pun. naming issue, I did have a question. What happens when you run out of letters of the alphabet? Like, you know, there's way more than 26 agents in any given room at any given time. So it's like, 
are there agents who have to become agent M one, two, three, or do they go by like last name too? Like, is it agent M P or, you know what I mean? That's what I want to know. That's what no, I, wish I think this multiple agents have the same first name. Oh, interesting. So then how do you really like communicate between, you know, do they have different emails or? I don't know, but it seemed to me that every <laughs> agent just had whatever their first and uh, first letter of their first yeah, name was. What you letter just rolled they rolled with it? So okay. like, I'd be Agent M, you'd be Agent S. But what if another? What if a? What if a Michael showed up? He would be Agent then M he, too. Then he would also be Agent M. <laughs> and like, if, if there's the two girls guys, named Caitlin, I'm like, <laughs> then context cues <laughs> shall be context cues. <laughs> Okay, fine. That's just a little. This is a little issue. The I'm other just issue debunking these problems right and left. <laughs> Bring them to you me. You are convincing all our listeners to watch this movie. That is for sure. I guess one of my issues was besides like the universe and having those questions about like plot and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I just wanted it to kind of be funnier, and I thought it didn't really try, and it was frustrating because Tessa Thompson. And Chris Hemsworth are both people who I know can be very funny and can be very charismatic. But it seemed almost like they weren't really given a lot of freedom or like, I don't know, direction even. And they were just kind of like stuck. And a lot of jokes were kind of like cut off early or never really explored. And it just felt kind of like weird. Did you did you pick up on any of that? Or was I just being nitpicky? Or did you not have any complaints about this movie as a general blockbuster? Well, not a blockbuster. <laughs> I thought that, that like, was it? I didn't think this movie was hysterical. But I thought that there mm-hmm. were funny enough parts for it. For mm-hmm, me, mm-hmm. it fell in with, I mean, I... I don't love the superhero genre because it's been done so many millions of times. <laughs> and I feel like it's the same thing every time. So interesting. And, yeah. yeah. So I get frustrated with that. This though, I feel like isn't a genre. It's, it's this like right. it's alien like thriller, whatever It's sort of yeah. like, yeah, it's sort of actiony. It's not s- the rules of the world. Aren't something that we see all of the time, but otherwise I felt like this is pretty standard. Like there weren't things in it right. that I felt like, Oh my gosh, this was horrendous, but there also <laughs> weren't necessarily things that I super loved. Like this is in my right. rankings. This is like fairly middle of the pack, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. So I could see people being like meh about it but i couldn't get behind like the like full visceral (laughs) hatred of it and i was shocked that more people weren't excited to go see it to begin with (laughs) yeah i think like i remember like okay so during that like dancing because they hired these two the reason i say beyonce dancers is because they're literally from homecoming they were these twins who are great like I don't know. What is that? Break dancing, hip hop, whatever. Yeah, something. They are great dancers. So they hired them because they look, they're twins and they move cool and awesome idea. I really thought during the club scene when they decided to do a dance break that that would be played up a little more for like laughs or for to be relevant. But it was kind of just like thrown in there and then it kind of just like pilfered off and just sort of lazily ended. Yeah, I did. I <laughs> and I was wanted it to be that. kind of funny, you know? I thought Chris Hemsworth would kind of get involved and like do a dance off and not really know why he's dancing them off. And then like, it just seemed like there was opportunity for bigger jokes or even with like his love interest with Riza, who's this alienoid lady. 
I thought that would be more funny and like allow Chris Hemsworth to play his like boyish charms and like sort of derpy Thor-ish talents. I thought they could be more physical in their comedy in that situation. So it just felt like it constantly just dialed it back. Like the energy levels across the whole film were just at like a three instead of when they should have been at like an eight or a nine. And so I didn't find myself caring about anyone. The funniest character was the little alien Pawnee and like, he was just, as, <laughs> he had more expression and character and like attitude than any of the other stars. So I think that was what ultimately like dragged it down for me was I just felt like you could pick apart the story, the script, the acting, and it just all feels a little lazy and half-hearted. Yeah, I can feel, I can see that, especially in the the club scene where it was like, okay, clearly they just want to give these two <laughs> yeah. actors like a chance to do their dance routine but it felt like it wasn't really worked into the plot and i liked the the fight scene with the girlfriend played by rebecca ferguson from mission impossible because she had like a third arm and i thought that was an interesting like fighting dynamic to be wrestling with somebody who has three Mm -hmm. arms but yeah there wasn't a lot of like fun banter between her and chris hemsworth which i could have definitely seen (laughs) <laughs> really, the only person bringing funny was Camille Nanjiani's character. And yeah. it's sort of like the director was, was like, well, he's going to be funny. Everybody else is going to be <laughs> serious. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth was a slacker, but not enough of a slacker to be like entertaining in that role. Right. Yeah. It just kind of felt like it just all fizzled a little. I was also kind of annoyed with like, they tried to make it more important than it felt like in the end when it's like they have this recurring theme of like, oh, the universe puts you where you need to be. And she like at the very end, she's like being dragged into the portal. And like, she's like, oh, I've always wanted to grow up and like understand how the universe works. And I'm like, you ain't understanding anything right now. You're just stuck in a portal. Like this is a one-off moment. And then she's like, oh, the universe puts you right where you need to be. And then it was like, I don't know. It just all felt like, they were trying to hit the boxes that they needed to, but there wasn't really like heart or emotion behind it that I would have liked to see that kind of proved they cared. Cause right now it just felt like, I don't know, pretty like cliche or lame or just a little boring. The thing in this movie that I loved that really sent me over the edge of liking it was the bit with that weird like bird creature from the beginning that Tessa Thompson. <laughs> She like saves this this cute little bird thing alien at the beginning and it says these like weird words to her and then later on like toward the end of the movie you realize that that bird turned into Rebecca Ferguson's bodyguard and that <laughs> the w- words that he as a cute little thing said to her were like I'll kill anyone you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet little Furby. I know. He looked so cute as a baby. Um, Yeah. And I kind of wanted him to show up at the end again, too. Or like, I guess it wouldn't have made sense, but he kind of just disappeared and the bit was over. I could have done with like Tessa Thompson, collector of creatures, where it's just as she goes, she gets this entourage (laughs) of people who have sweared allegiance to her. Exactly. That would have been great. She just would become the goddess of the universe. And then she'd know how the universe works. And that's all she ever wanted, Matt. That's true. She just wanted to understand. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry I didn't like it more. I feel like I've disappointed you somehow. I mean, I... 
It's really not that you disliked it. It's that the <laughs> world as a whole hated it you so much. And it, it felt yeah. unnecessary to me. <laughs> I know. How is that feeling? Like, I mean, looking at this year, I mean, some of your favorites are like, um, isn't it romantic and serenity? And it's like, man, it's like, what do those have in common really? You know, like, is it just, you just love the the dark horses, I guess, you know? Well, you if... A- <laughs> If you remember correctly, (laughs) against all of my will and being, uh, Avengers uh, Endgame is near the top of my list. Still number one. Still number one. It is no longer number one. But (gasps) oh wow, it has been surpassed. But I can't tell you; it's a mystery. Ah! Oh. Okay. You'll find well, out. We're I trying to build will. up you're right. anticipation for our end of year yes, rankings come right, next right. February, shall we? We got to so play the what long did game. We each, what, what did we each give Men in Black for our guesses? You know, I moved and I am not sure where that piece of paper <laughs> went. Let me see if I can find it. Oh my gosh. Ha, I found it. Oh, perfect. We can catch up on. On a couple of these, let's see. What do we have? I have the list. Do 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 do. Avengers Endgame. What does Rotten Tomatoes give it? Um, we are sitting at a beautiful ninety-four percent. I said seventy-four. You said eighty-five. So oh, you yeah. win. You win a point on that one. Thank you. Let's go for Aladdin. Aladdin is at fifty-seven percent. So you said 50, but I said <gasps> 60. So I win. Ah. <laughs> um, Ad Astra got bumped. So we don't know uh, oh, what yeah. the score for that is. Uh, what about Poor Godzilla, show. King of the Monsters? <laughs> oh, yeah, the Millie Bobby that. Brown vehicle. It's at 40%. Yeah, you said 70, which is embarrassing. <laughs> I said 35 uh what about rocket man rocket man is at 89 percent. so you said 64 i said 78 so more points <laughs> for me on that front however <laughs> men in black international which mm. i believe has a 23 you know it's up to 25 so oh wow it's building yeah. maybe it'll get up to where <laughs> i have it soon you gave yeah. it a 78 i gave it a 92 what <laughs> so to both of us i am shocked and appalled we shouldn't have this podcast we don't deserve it to be fair there weren't a lot of trailers yeah john wick 3 90 percent. i gave it a 70 you gave it a 58 so really you're just oh really just <laughs> dying here yeah. uh what about Brightburn? Brightburn. i have to look that one up it's not on this list let's see uh. everyone stop talking about it already <laughs> Brightburn is at 56%. Oh, this is like, will require some math. Because you gave it a 67 and I gave it a 48. <gasps> oh, I think that's uh, that's straight down the middle, isn't it? I now don't know. I can't do that my... kind of math in my head. <laughs> We're English majors. Let's say it's a me win. Because I <laughs> saw it. <laughs> Last but not least, Dark Phoenix. 23%. Uh, you win that one with 48 i said 54 oh wow man but overall we're pretty close on a lot of these other than my (laughs) hot take for men in black yeah i mean i guess it depends on how you define close but i think that just shows a little bit of 
of like what people are wanting and like how there is this sort of franchise burnout or sort of just this disinterest in what's already been done so many times, which is this, you know, sort of these big blockbuster hits that just aren't connecting as easily as they used to. So, yeah, I I can understand. Uh, Would you say now, later or never with this one? I would give it an easy later if it pops up and you feel like it. Yeah. Airplane movie. Yeah. (laughs) Save it for the airplane. It was just fine. We'll stack up on your your cue for the airplane movie. (laughs) Uh, Do you have winners and losers for us this week, Shelby? I do. I really do. I think you'll Mm. appreciate them. Okay. Cue (laughs) the dramatic music. Dun-dun-dun. Okay. The winners this week goes out to uh, international travel. Whether by train, plane, or automobile, the men in black sure know how to get around. Jet from New York to London faster than it takes to get drink service on a boring commercial flight because who needs tunnels or roads or, I don't know, flight paths when you have nebulous alien tech that just works. Think it's a train? Think again! Because this melodramatic machinery will flip from a boring old commuter train to a sleek boat jet thingy just for fun. Don't ask questions, though. It's cooler that way. And traveling by car doesn't mean it can't turn suddenly turn into a private plane because not even secret agents want to go through security. And if you're thinking, hey, that's some pretty slick tech that would be nice to share with the gas-emitting, highway-clogging, energy-spending commuters of the world, well, think again, because it's only for the men in black that international travel is a win. I was very confused <laughs> at the part where they got on what what looked like a New York City subway oh, yeah. car, but then oh, it yeah. turned into a like a jet <laughs> thing. And I was like, if only men in black can get on this, what is the point of the disguising it as right. this subway car? And if exactly. anybody can get on it, then that feels like it's a mistake <laughs> as well. Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. It's such a waste of energy for a spaceship thingy to bother with that disguise because it clearly is in the Men in Black stations or whatever. And also, how did it get from New York? Because it looked underground. So does it travel like underground for part and then pop out in the ocean and kind of just weave around the continents to get to the London <laughs> London River and then just bop on up to the London headquarters? Like those are the questions I had. And it just started to feel like they were just doing it for the wow factor. And that just felt lazy to me too. So I will say this. Were you in the city, Shelby, when they had that horrible see something, say something campaign that was all (laughs) over the subways? Yeah. And it was like these pictures of people and they were it was like a collage (laughs) of like 40 different people who had all, you know, apparently reported some incident to like the (laughs) New York police. Yeah. But they had taken their pictures with this weird like bottlenose lens. So all of them (laughs) had these huge noses and like weird shrunken features. And then they also looked so pale. And it was the worst collage of photos (laughs) that has ever been existed. And it was in the subways for like multiple years. And that picture was on that subway car in the movie. And I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) they got that terrible campaign and shot in this. So it got a bonus points for that being in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. That's good. That's good stuff. You know, paying homage to real transportation. Yes. Even if you're going to then not use it. Um, So who are the losers, Shelby? 
Losers goes to Agent M's parents. You raise your daughter well. You give her a room full of books and toys and stuffed animals aplenty, hoping she'll grow up grateful. And why shouldn't she? In that cozy room with that cozy textbook to show just how into space she is. But alas, nothing you do is going to stop that little girl from growing up and declaring to a room full of black-clad strangers that she doesn't give a rat's ass about you. And sure, maybe you died. Maybe you cut her off when she wouldn't shut up about the alien Build-A-Bear that showed up in her bedroom 16 years ago. But either way, you're not getting a thank you. Even though you're the reason she even knew about the men in black in the first place, you don't even get a montage farewell because somewhere, somehow, that little girl decided you guys were losers. (laughs) That is also so true that that the parents (laughs) were just like not fiction. I was frustrated, though, when the opening shot is like a five-year-old in bed with a copy of Stephen Hawking's book. Yeah, no, it's stupid. Okay. Like, let's That's calm lazy. down. Yes. It's lazy character building. That's what I'm saying. Like, Point no one is made. that smart. Yeah, no. And it's it's stupid. And the fact that she's like, she has this big moment where she's trying to convince, I don't know the agent's name, that she deserves to be in Men in Black. And she's like, because I don't have, I don't care about anyone or something dramatic like that. And I was just like, oh, I hope her parents are dead or something, because this is very rude. But the, again, I don't think I ever explained if her parents are alive oh, or not. It did not. So yeah. maybe deleted scene. Just in the, yeah. You can watch <laughs> yeah. it when we both It'll buy be- the special edition. For sure, for sure. I'll be DVD, there. Yeah. Blu-ray. Yeah, digital maybe it'll be set. part of Men in Black International 2. So we'll get, we'll get to see more of it in the sequel. Can't wait. She's like, goes home for Thanksgiving. And the turkey is an alien. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, on to the lightning round. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. So Shelby, Start what uh, long dead film franchise would you like to bring back for a reboot? Oh, man. Long dead. That's so hard to find these days. I guess I really enjoyed romancing the stone and I feel like they could do it cooler. (laughs) It's the first like one I thought of. It's like from the 80s. I don't even remember the name of the guy who's in it, but he plays. It's sort of like a crocodile Dundee type where it's this tough guy who's like, you know, sort of an Indiana Jones figure. And then there's this pretty young girl who's like trying to <laughs> survive. I'm just trying to think of movies that haven't been rebooted. You know, it's a tough question. What's your answer? Um, I would love a- another reboot of the Pink Panther <laughs> franchise. I would take a third reboot you of that. You can't do another reboot. That's cheating. I would also it's like I would like another reboot of Jurassic Park. Like, is that can I no, say that? No, because that's that's ongoing. <laughs> There's a current franchise that's still going. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Now I get your rules. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. it has for to be sure, something sure. that's like dormant. I was going to say Harry Potter, and then I was like, oh no, wait. There's already one of those that's also still <laughs> ongoing. Okay. Um, what movie would you wish you could neuralize from your brain? Oh, and never like Just I never saw your... it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the third Lord of the Rings movie. Because you hated it, or because you want to rewatch it? With, I hated it. Time. It was so boring. It was just <laughs> oh like, my uh, gosh. shoot me in the head. 
Of all the dumb movies you've seen, that's the one. I really don't like that movie. And it's so long. And I had to watch Whoa. it multiple times growing up. So. <laughs> well, okay. Well. Although, are you saying you that you want to, that, that I should be getting rid of like Big Fat Liar so I could watch it again for the first time? Well, it was really however you wanted to interpret it. So. What I mean, were you going to say? I was going to say, um, I really wish I could block Mystery Men from my mind. But Mystery I wish Man? I could re. Oh, don't even look it up. It's total garbage. My oh, okay. husband, who was just a friend at the time, made me watch it, and it almost ruined our relationship. It's yikes! So dumb, and you'd hate it too because it's a it's a superhero movie, but it's like about bad superheroes with lame Ugh. superpowers. Shoot me! <laughs> it's so dumb. But if I could neuralize one movie so I could re-experience it, I guess. I guess Instinct says Jurassic Park, but I wonder if I'd do something different to like really, really appreciate it. Like, what's a good movie with a plot twist, you know? Yeah, uh, The Sixth Sense. <laughs> no, that's basic. Okay, you give me a question. Hit me. Uh, if you had to have a Men in Black partner played by a famous actor or actress, who would it be? Oh, so good. So many directions this could go. Well, since this one sort of played into the, like the chemistry of the two, I guess I would say Zac Efron, just so I could hopefully have the same sort of <laughs> sort of hinting of something more brewing, you know? Wouldn't you just want something more brewing rather than the yeah. hinting of it? <laughs> Well, yeah, but I'm just saying if we matched levels with this movie, then I mm-hmm. would choose Zac Efron. So uh-huh. I think he'd be a fun he'd be a fun partner in crime. What about yeah. you? Uh, I thought long and hard about this question and decided that I think the most fun answer would be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Can't you just see oh like a fun like buddy cop men in black with like old cranky Arnold and me as his like spry little <laughs> sidekick? Yes, that is a movie that no one would see just like this. How dare you? How (laughs) dare you? People would love it. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. Has he been in anything? Oh, I guess he's in the new Terminator coming up. Yeah. Franchise Mm. reboots. Can't wait. Um, Okay, so in the movie, there's this dumb joke of like alien watching and it's Ariana Grande and like, who was it? Was it? Donald Glover. Uh, Donald Glover. So what celebrity alive today do you think is most likely an alien? I think Taylor Swift. I Taylor Swift <laughs> could be one of those weird <laughs> outer space creatures that like doesn't understand emotions, but like just... Right. She's uh, just trying. Yeah. Yes, yes. And that's why up. everything she yeah. does is like, is like a little bit off. You're like, this feels like yeah. not quite there. Uh, uh-huh. Who do you have? Okay. I was going to say Keanu Reeves because I think he's like, oh, yes. he's from a really nice, he's from a really nice galaxy and he's just coming here to spread goodwill and doing cool stunts to top it off. So I think Nick Cage could also be a good answer for that question. Oh, yeah. Nick Cage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. If you had to come up with an idea off the fly for a weird new alien species, what would it be? <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, man, I guess it would be like a red panda who's like really good at math because they I guess I'm just describing the raccoon from Guardians. 
but like a red panda, you know, because red pandas are so cute and they stand up like humans. You know what I'm saying? Like they stand up straight. So I think there's something alienish there already. And I'm just trying to figure out what their power would be, like what they'd bring to the table. But I think they'd just be like super smart, like Ewok type creatures, you know? Oh, interesting. That was made up right on the fly, just right as you asked. So I was thinking, what if it was something like one of those like flying squirrels, but it was a person (laughs) and it could and it, you know, it just had like the like the weird flaps between its arms and its legs that it could fly with. Oh, so like a human size, but yes, has the skills. But of like a, a flying, flying squirrel. squirrel. That would be cool. Yeah, I would be down with that. I think that would make for some interesting getaway moments. And you'd yeah. be like, oh, it's just a person. But then they'd jump off a cliff and but you'd be like, psych, oh my it's gosh, a flying squirrel. It's person. an alien. <laughs> we should be writing for this franchise. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, if somebody ca- sure, honestly sure. came up with, how about a so dude, but his bur- his beard is also a person? And that's an, <laughs> and that's an example of an alien, then ours definitely so qualified. Yeah, for sure. I'd rather watch a bunch of red pandas take down Liam Neeson any day. But um, which, you know, if you had to pick either Will Smith or Tessa Thompson, who would you pick as your agent? Is this like a weird racial question? <laughs> why why didn't you include Tommy Lee Jones and oh, Chris Hemsworth? Well, cuz to me these are the two like leadish ones, so I was just asking which of the two you want to open it up? We can open it up, man. You want to include the white people would I you just, prefer I a just white wasn't agent? Sure. Matt? Would you prefer a white agent? Yeah, let's see. Let me guess. Liam well, Neeson. Okay, no. cool. <laughs> You know I'm obviously going to say Tessa Thompson. There's not even a question in this group of who I'm going to pick. I was just confused at why you picked those two to ask between. <laughs> They're like the leads. I don't know. They just seemed like the most... The, the I'm com- sorry. The comparison I was, stood. I was just confused. <laughs> just who are you picking? It. So would you rather... I guess I would go off of agent of Will Smith because I I really remember thinking he was funny in the movie, the first one. So I feel like if I could get him in his prime, that'd be a fun companion. I think he's the better agent. Who would you pick? (laughs) Him in that or him in seven pounds as your partner? (laughs) Men in black for sure, for sure. No question. Think about this. If you needed an organ transplant... (laughs) <laughs> who's going to be more helpful? Do we? Uh, don't we have to wrap this up? Let's, yeah, uh, yes. you know, it's uh, coming to a close. So, <laughs> really struggling here at the end. Uh, 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 follow us on social media. We're at PSU Wrong. <laughs> you can email us at PSU Wrong at gmail dot com if you want to talk to us about <laughs> rant. <laughs> Who is your partner? I don't even know. Oh gosh. Uh, well, it's a it's a good movie. And if you didn't see it, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you did see it, I hope this podcast was better than the movie, which it undoubtedly was. So, <laughs> so thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next Tuesday with another episode. And I think then we're covering the new Toy Story next week, which will be exciting. Yay. Shelby has been wanting to hate this for months, so we'll see if she can pull it yeah. through and stick the landing. Yeah. Yeah, it should be interesting. (laughs) Bye, guys.